0: Do you want to go hunt deer and skin some cats? Yeah, yeah.
1: Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It's lunchtime in Rome. Tonight, we have episode 89 entitled Comfort. Comfort is the act of healing emotional hurts. It's joining someone in their hurts. It's simply attaching comfort to grief. First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire and make sure to follow us on all social media. And if you can, give us a five-star review wherever you are. Jay, tell us what this podcast is all about.
2: No matter who you are, at some point in time in your life, you will feel alone. Being alone is as bad as anything gets. If things are great, but you feel alone. Well, they're, they're not as good as they could be. If things are bad and you're alone, well, they just got much worse. There's a Bible verse, Romans twelve fifteen, which states, Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from feeling alone and what this podcast is all about. Each week we go over what's good or bad in our lives along with some food talk, to model rejoicing and mourning. We then hit the main topic and finish with some do-betters and can't-do-betters as well. So while it may not be 1215 in Rome,
1: we're treating it like it is. Lunchtime Lunchtime in 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 Rome. (laughs) Rome. (laughs) I just wanted to try that. I thought that would be cool. Uh, No? Indeed.
2: Indeed. It was sort of cool and funny and cute (laughs) as it was. Classic Chris. Sorry, guys. Classic Brian. He's not with us tonight. Uh, I miss that guy. Eric is with us. Hey, everybody. And if you're watching on Facebook, uh, welcome. Hello. And uh, we have Joe on the muted mic here this evening, just sitting in and taking notes. Hi, everybody.
1: (laughs) From the muted mic.
2: (laughs) Chris, how's your week been, man?
1: Um, It's been a good week. It's been a good week. For the second time in a row, I'm going to start with uh, what's good and... I got to start with a little background. So, wait, you're starting with what's good? Yeah. Oh, oh, this yeah. is weird. I'm so, well, right. I'm ready. I've had a good week. I'm ready. So, a little background. We moved into our house in 2002. That would be about 18 years ago. When we moved into our house 18 years ago, we had a garage door that uh, with a garage door opener, you know, automatic to the garage. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, it didn't work quite right. It needed a little help lifting the door from time to time. Right. Right? That help was you. (laughs) That's correct. (laughs) Over the years, we used our garage for storage, not for a car, because I don't know. That's just what we needed. But in more recent times, in the past, I don't know, six months or so, we've needed our garage for our car. So we cleaned out the garage, and I've been putting that garage door up and down every day. That garage door does not like to go up and down. Mm, uh, mm, 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 mm. Two weeks ago, it just it just stopped. The like, oil, is it? It? Do you squirt it, you give it a little. Speech, speech. I've done nothing to it in eighteen years. No, I didn't. I-
0: <laughs> it's, no wonder you didn't comfort it. It's, yeah, That's I didn't. Right.
1: <laughs> I did. Comforting not. is the act of <laughs> <comfort>. <laughs> paying attention. Wait, yeah, I think my garage door <laughs> needed more comfort than I gave it. I'm sorry, but this week. Oh, this week. Oh, man. We got not a new door, but a new motor Mm. for the garage door. Guess what this garage door can do now?
0: I bet you it can go up. It can go down. (laughs) It can go up again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it does all those things. We have garage door little buttons that work now for our cars. We have... Um, uh, a button inside the, the the garage that we can actually press, and it works now. We even have a little passcode outside the garage. The well, case what, like the, the kids lock themselves out. Or yeah, the what best. is that code? <laughs> oh yeah, for everybody out there, it
0: is. What
2: is the? So all you had to do was change the motor. Yes. So well, it they, wasn't like a ton of money. Correct. It wasn't too bad. That's the part that gets me excited. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. the part that near now to garage door works. That makes me excited.
1: That it, well, I'm excited that it works. I am doubly excited that it wasn't too expensive. Um, what Who'd would you use? You? Uh, oh, Brian recommended Luke with access doors out of Washington, PA, and that is who we went. Oh with.
0: yeah, Brian loves his. Yeah,
1: Luke. Well, yeah, Luke. Yeah, anybody can call. Yeah, soon to be a sponsor of our show. Right. Probably not. But that was, look, I mean, that can be a big thing or a little thing from your perspective, but man. It's every day. It's every day. It's smooth. I don't have to get, because what I've been doing. Why is it smooth, though? I don't get that. Like, did he improve the track at
2: all? Yes. Ah,
1: well, okay. Yes, because now we went with the belt instead of the chain. And of course, that chain was 30 years old or whatever. He was waiting for someone to die underneath that door when it would snap. Right that was when i was going to get it replaced once something horrible happened but <laughs> since the door decided not to work i had to just get it done without tragedy so that's i guess that's a good thing that's a positive
0: so, so this is a new one i don't mean to interrupt but on facebook i started a watch party yeah yeah and it's like actually reading like what we're saying oh, wow. oh we have
2: closed oh. caption.
1: Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it could do that. I didn't either. Why is it doing that? I don't know. Especially live.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, I should call Rachel. Neat.
0: <laughs> well, there you have it. Okay, cool. But, dude, that is awesome. Because it's the, cheaper uh, than having Rachel interpret in a bubble. Oh, right. Because, um, <laughs> you know, she's here every week. And pricing. On camera uh, signing. Um, but that's awesome. I truly celebrate that with
1: you. Thank you. It's like, and the, like,
0: like, like you said, Jay, it's every day. It's every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not all day. Right.
1: But it's every day. But it's, it's instead of okay, so instead of pulling in the driveway Getting and it's out. raining, and now I got to get out and help the garage door, which doesn't want to go up on its own. Now I just press a little button, like a guy in the twenty first century, mm. right? So that's awesome. Yeah. And honestly, guys, I have no what's bad. I'll go with with a bonus. What's good is work. It's been a good week. Got some answers. Got some work done. Got, got like plan. Some, some planning initiated. Ask what you like. So uh, feeling good, guys, feeling good. And I
2: like the fact that a bad became a good. I appreciate that too, yeah. Yeah. For me, um one is gonna be somewhat in code of what's good is just somebody that um I don't, I, don't I, wanna, I wanna stop short of saying I looked up to, but somebody uh in some measure of authority, um, and somebody that I sort of helped out at some point just being nice ended up going through some really really tough times and then the other day I was able to help them mm. and I I don't know if it if it bothered them or if they, if it was a humbling moment for them you know I know they looked like they were far above me but it was a situation where I did some, you know my relationship with the person started out by me just being a little bit benevolent and sharing and of course I'm speaking in code cuz I don't want anybody to know who I'm talking about but it was nice that I was able to help them they were able to receive it and it was one of those times where the only reason why we are even in any kind of relationship is that I was open to what I thought God was was having me do because I wasn't really getting anything out of it in the first place. And then now here it is that I'm able to help this person who thought they were in a position of authority over me and, or had this, you know, again, I'm speaking too much in code, but so that's just a good thing that I, I just started into a relationship with somebody because I felt like God wanted me to do it. And then it turns out a year and a half later, the person really needed me and really had nobody else to turn to. So that's a cool thing.
1: So I'm hearing, the president of the United States needed help. <laughs> you did not formally have a relationship, but uh, now. See,
2: but see, you're wrong because oh. you see, in 2015, the president of the United States donated $1,000 so that we could take Trey and oh. Joe and Bella to Disney World. So I kind of have a relationship. So you do with have him. a relationship. True story. That's nice. True story. That's nice. Donald Trump is his name. Speaking of Donald Trump. I was golfing. (laughs) Hey-oh.
0: And this is- You could have literally said any president ever in the history of presidents.
2: (laughs) With Barack, it was more like I was shooting hoops because he liked to take videos Uh, of himself shooting hoops. But he would also golf. That's true. Uh, Plus Taft. Not much of a golfer. (laughs) I
1: don't know. (laughs) That could be
2: true. (laughs) I don't know. So this is what's good and bad, but I'll start with what's bad. Uh, Well, no, let's go with what's good. I told Rachel yesterday that I took a walk. I said, I felt, you know, get some exercise. So I took a walk for 50 minutes at Shenley Park. And she looked at me and she goes, you went disc golfing. (laughs) I'm like, I wish she didn't like it that I go disc golfing because then that would have been funnier. But I played okay yesterday and I played today with Joe and with Ben. Nice. And I had one, two, three, four birdies on the front nine.
1: Oh, that's so sweet.
2: With zero bogeys. So wow. I was four under par after nine holes.
1: Wow. What this is the good, the and I'm afraid of what's coming.
2: <laughs> there was some bad, and it was just all over the place on the back nine. Back yeah. nine, three bogeys, a double bogey, and two more birdies.
1: Okay. I'm trying to do quick I finished math. two under par. Two under. Now, is that a course record? For me, it is. It is. And, Very
2: nice. And on the the hole that goes up the hill that I said yesterday, we were talking about it, and I said that I went four, or backhand and hit a tree. Yeah. And I'm like, the key is to go tomahawk. So I go tomahawk and I still hit a tree and it comes back down to within 25 feet of maybe. the tee, maybe. maybe, maybe 15 feet. And I double bogeyed that hole. Ah. But then on 17, and this is for anybody who plays at Chenley Park, 17, right? Oh yeah. Up, the hill. Up yeah, the hill. Yeah. And I just missed a putt on 16 for par as well. So now I've gone triple bogey bogey. I throw it underneath the basket off the tee. Oh, wow. No way. Tomahawk, it spun to the left. We walk up. I don't know. It could have hit sixteen people. Somebody might have picked it up and <laughs> right, put it there. right, right, right,
1: right.
0: <laughs> Squirrel drags it
1: across. That's right. It. Yeah.
0: Uh, hey, so you got to
2: take it. I mean, I could be upset. I ended up with the day seven birdies, a uh, triple. Uh, excuse me, a double bogey and three single bogeys. Dude, that's awesome. That's that's a good day. And and I said like it, it ended bad for the most part, you know. And I bogeyed eighteen, which I shouldn't have because mm. I got a weird bounce and everything else. But it's like it's in there. I made a bunch of putts. I missed a couple, but. It was, and I got to spend time with your boy and my boy. And then we started talking about future plans and military. I was selling your boy on joining the military.
1: <laughs> I just can't see it.
2: Wait, but see, I said that you can't see it from an infantry perspective. Okay. But from a strategy, from an obedience, from a intelligence sure. standpoint. Sure. Yeah. I'm okay. Like, he would be that guy like nobody respected.
1: <laughs> he'd be making these decisions right. he'd be behind yeah he'd yeah. be like behind the computer or uh-huh. something something yeah
2: yeah and paying nothing for his college education
1: yeah it's not a bad idea yeah,
2: you're thinking about that Hopefully a,
0: a yellow light doesn't start flashing <laughs> <laughs> ah, <it's burned.
1: laughs> that's a, oh, a little inside
0: joke Oh, for that you, should ben. be my my bad. Yeah, for the let's day. go backwards. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> All try. right. So the ba-
1: <laughs> well, now I have to I have to rip on my son a little bit. Yeah. No, so- you are strictly and simply explaining what happened. <laughs> okay. So, so simply, okay. what happened is I got a call while I was at work today, and Ben says my car won't start. Weird. Yeah, strange, right? I'm like, okay, okay. And Add so the I'm balloon. thinking in my head, I'm thinking, well, I'm thinking in my head, what normally happens that causes this car not to start? It's it's a Toyota Prius, by the way. So it's, you know, it's an electronic start. And um, normally you just have to have the fob inside the car, press the start button and, and you're good to go. Now, usually if it won't do that, the fob's battery has run low so i tell him okay hold the fob right up to the start button try it he's like no that's not working and i'm like okay well next step for me would be take you know open the fob take the the battery out spin it around a little bit just spin see if it's a, a little bit right, yeah just get a little dusty in there whatnot. And um, he's like, "No, oh, that's, well, actually, it took him a minute to do that." And while he's doing that, he's like, "Yeah, I mean, this has been happening lately." Um, but normally, it doesn't take more than nine or ten times from pressing ten. the start button for the for the car to turn on. I'm like, "What? Nine or ten? And now, and now today, it won't start at all. So oh, wasn't there uh, a yellow light? Oh yes, and the yellow light, right? And that was the reference. Is that he said, "Well, yeah, there's just there's this yellow light that's been coming on when it won't start, but." I didn't think it was any big deal, you know, (laughs) nine or 10 times to start the car. That's, that's, that's fine. Live and learn, live and learn. So yeah, long story short, his car is still sitting in the church parking lot because Mm. I have not gone to retrieve it yet.
2: Have kids. They said,
1: huh? Uh, He's, he's a good
0: boy. Speaking of kids, um, so line, so my, I, I have a Maggie, a Maggie, what's Ben? A Maggie
1: with Ben. Um,
0: a Maggie, what's bad? Like, what's good is what's bad. My, ma- my my what's bad this week is a Maggie thing.
1: Oh, okay. Ooh, and it's a what's sorry. good and what's bad.
0: She has learned. Oh no, how to say no. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird. It's weird. Like, cause like everything, like everything up until now, like you ask her anything. Hey, you, you wanna you wanna go you wanna go bye-byes? Yeah. You you wanna you wanna go out? outside yeah you want to go no hunt. what if she didn't want something but she, but even like you could just say like you want to go hunt deer and skin some cats yeah yeah let's do that like you could do anything but now i've had like when we're in the so like bath time is usually a bunch of play and then time let's let's get a bath sure and then rinse off and out, rinse leather huh? repeat she
1: she likes the play
0: she loves the play, but she, I mean, she's always loved the you know. Bat. Then I always ask her like, Are "You ready to get clean?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you what, man. So I I asked, I asked it this week. You want to get clean? No, like firm, like <laughs> not like. There's no. a hard period at the end of the sentence on the no. Like it's just like no.
1: I don't want to laugh at your <laughs> at your pain, but that's so adorable. Well, yeah, right. Oh, for
2: half a second half right, a second
0: right. but then then the heartbreaker comes when i was like can you give dad a hug no and oh, i was like oh, why did you no. go there wait immediately no it wasn't immediately oh, it was okay. just like today it was random like i was i was i was out there for a little bit and then i was coming back to my office to work and i was like can i have a hug and, no oh, i am sorry that is that is, is, like, that is oh, pain no. that is pain like i say it it's normal it's normal blah, blah, blah,
1: blah, 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 right
2: but it's like whoa, whoa this is it, like and what's behind it like, the, what are all the other no's going to be?
0: Right. And have you been saying no this whole time, but it's coming out yeah, and you just didn't say <laughs> no? <up> no?
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, she's been pretty easygoing. And I got to think. Yeah. I mean, most kids, they, oh. no is a first kind of word or a second. I don't
2: remember any of my children learning no.
1: Like, they knew it. They just knew it. Yeah. Right. So right. they were Maybe terrible kids. Grace period's over, Eric.
0: Well, sure. And, like, you know, she's been hearing no, you know a lot. Oh, there's so many jokes. I know, you know. <laughs> I know. Um and uh, my so that was that. that's not a long story. And you haven't had a
2: huge moment with it yet. Like it isn't no no hell no yet. Right.
0: <laughs> Cuz right.
2: it's like okay, it's time to get clean. No. <laughs> and then you go, no, it's time no. Like you haven't had the <laughs> right. face off man. Right, right. Yeah, right. that's you haven't like It's coming. I know it's, it's coming. coming. And that Oh dude,
0: she's going to be like she, mm. you guys know how smart like she's smart yeah and she's gonna use that to her advantage for sure like mm. absolutely here's daddy's button push it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's coming sorry it's coming. daddy's yeah. tired but that's okay um cause she is here um sure <laughs> well no we prayed for her for a long time oh yeah yeah but right Yeah, we all prayed for our kids we all prayed yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah the day in and day out yeah um my, what's good is I found hats that fit my huge number. Yeah, you did.
1: <laughs> oh, that was, that was a
0: joyful. <laughs> I will tell you, time. I like, I was at LIDS and I learned that there is a special rack for big headed people. And I didn't know about this. Is it rack. called the Todd Rack? And the guy, does <laughs> Todd, Todd have a big head too? Big head oh, Todd. Oh, head Todd in the monster. Thank you. Um, And I I like a hat. I've always worn hats, and it's been a while since I found a a good hat other than the flat. Oh, the big head. Even like
2: if it fits your, if if you can get it on your head, it doesn't necessarily fit your head exactly
0: because like I've also like you know, hey Eric, try a snapback. Yeah, it's literally on the last hole of the snap, and that's still tight. Like then it's doing this. Yeah, (laughs) it's doing the weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like folding in. Uh, Yeah. Um, but no, I found, I, the, so there's a small rack at lids that has the, the big head hats and a small th- rack, a small
1: rack, big heads. Right. Right. Um, joke there, joke there. Can't find it. Moving and,
0: uh, on. the, the guy said, yeah, the, the big head stuff over there. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I looked at the, I looked at the, I looked at the rack and I was like, okay, you know, it looks like a decent selection. I go over there and he's like, yeah, the everything, everything on this section. Of the small rack, like there's one <laughs> section on one section rack. On sure. one. I was like, ah. so I started looking through, and I was like, okay, there's actually really good selections here because, like, I don't want anything real fancy. I I'm kind of plain, but I know what I like, and I'm pretty particular on stuff. And I not found, looking
2: for a Seattle Mariners
0: hat, right? I want the the Pittsburgh teams, Steelers, Pens, Pirates, and I found all three and. They're exactly what I wanted, and I couldn't be happier. And but did you get one of each?
1: Oh, right. I see it now, right there. Very right nice. Behind me, I could only see the Steeler one from yeah, my yeah. angle, and that was the one you had and, on. And the, the other kicker day? was,
0: like, I used to be a member at Lids back in the day. And you what know, does I, that mean? They have like a rewards program. Okay. And he was like, "It's you know, it's five bucks if you want to sign up, and you'll save like twenty five dollars." And I was like, "Well, that's like the cost of one hat." So I was like, "Let's definitely do that." So I got a great deal. Nice. Yeah. Pretty excited about it.
2: That is that is awesome. Boom. You know what else is good and bad?
0: Oh, the Joe's here, but he's not talking.
2: <laughs> he's working his way up to a mic.
0: My all mic's muted. Time. It is not muted. No, it's on. <laughs>
1: you cannot feed me lies. <laughs> <laughs> I know all.
2: <laughs> um, uh, we got a correction from last week's podcast. Actually, we got we got uh, information. And correction. All right. So the information is my lovely sister, Marilyn pluskowski Ah, what's up? Uh, sent me the link in how to make uh polls for our weekly posts. So you know I said ah. it could be like an actual poll where it, you know, it right, right, And then through her husband Bob, the general, uh, retired general Bob Pleszkowski pointed out that Winchester Thurston. Oh. Is not the guy in Gilligan's Island, but in fact a school that is the rival of Shady Side Academy in <laughs> oh, <yes.
1: and> Ellis. <laughs> that's what my wife said to me when we listened to the <laughs> podcast this week. She's like, "I'm pretty sure that's a school." Yeah, Thurston Howell. Oh, there the it is. Third is from Thirsten Gilligan's Island. Howell. The
2: Howls. So we do Lovey, Lovey, not to be confused with Lovey, the security guard from Penn Hills High School, who's now the security guard at Giant Eagle when you walk in. His name is Lovey. His His name. That's right. He's a nice guy. He's a very nice guy. He's there all the time. Yeah. And he's never had a bad day, so I don't ever have to
1: comfort him. Comfort him. I
2: don't. But I would if I could. But I don't know how high his need for comfort is. Insert Chris starting to get angry and talking about (laughs) comfort as an emotional need. Go, Chris.
1: Right. So this was confusing to me, and I'm... Happy to, to take my usual place as the guy who's confused about all this stuff.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm still confused on comfort. So, so comfort. Are, I'm with
1: you. Right. So, you, so we have all these emotional needs we've been discussing. And that's
0: what we do each week is take a deep dive that's into we, an
1: individual
2: emotional need.
1: Right. So we've done affection. We've done acceptance. We've done belonging. And here we are, I guess, to the seas. And we're on comfort. And... I didn't realize it was its own emotional need. Like I thought comfort was just what you provided someone, no matter what their emotional need is, they need met with comfort in order to um I don't know, heal. it's part of healing and having that need met and, and so you need to know grief. the
2: emotional needs in order to comfort. Right.
1: Is but what here it is, is what in I and thought of itself. And in and of itself it actually is its own emotional need, and some people have it a a higher need, and some people have a lower need, and I think I have a lower need. Y'all can just stay out of my business. (laughs) But it's one of those things where you think, like, I'm going
0: to comfort you with giving you respect. Right. Or comfort you by giving you you, or making you feel accepted. That's what I was thinking. Like, right. And that's that's where the confusion, and I'm still confused on it. We've been talking about this for years. And I'm like, I still.
2: <laughs> so we can go a couple different ways. And I think we should start with the clarification, I think, then get into really what is it and what does it look like and everything else. Because I think if, if we just talk about what it looks like and what it is the whole time, we've already introduced it as something else. So mm. the, here's the way I look at it. Every emotional need, you may have a high need. You might have a low need. You might have a middle of the road need. No big deal. So if you have a high need for attention, you want attention. Okay, great. Comfort is different than all the other emotional needs. In that, everybody needs it. You have to have it because, this goes into the second part of our main topic tonight, it is the only thing that heals hurts. Hmm. So, Chris, you might have scored on our uh, emotional relational needs questionnaire, mm-hmm. which for all of you who fill it out, we eventually will send you your results within, uh, you know, six hours to 12 hours. To you won't get an immediate response. Days. Could be a day or two. <laughs> um, you might get a negative 10 for comfort. That's the lowest score you can get.
1: Right. In other words, like, I, I get hurt or I get whatever. I really just want to be left alone. That's what that would be, right? Sure. That okay. could be it. I mean, that would be that would be consistent with that.
2: Okay. Um, but the reality is you still need it. Whereas if you have a low need for attention, you don't need attention. So the way I teach it and the way I look at it is so for somebody like who has a high need for comfort, okay, guess what? They need to be comforted. That's easy. Okay. But for somebody like you, Chris, who has a negative 10, you want to be left alone. You just want to go off by yourself, do whatever you do. All the other things that we put on the website this week, you know, all the other ways people deal with being hurt. You want to do all those things right? rather than being comforted. All that tells me is how difficult it's going to be to comfort you. You're welcome. <laughs> no, your wife's welcome. <laughs> but it's sort of like saying, here's the analogy. If I get cut. With a knife. And I have a huge, unbelievable latex energy. Did I say energy?
1: Yeah. Allergy. Uh, a latex
2: okay. allergy.
0: Like, <laughs> sorry.
2: <laughs> I don't want you to put a Band-Aid on that cut. But right. does that cut not need to heal? Yes. It has right. to heal. So even though I don't want that Band-Aid on there, even though that's going to cause a rash around it, even though it's going to be uncomfortable and I'm not going to like it. I still need to go ahead and put that Band-Aid on my cut until it heals. The same is true with comfort. Even though you don't want someone to talk about your hurts with from childhood or from what happened at work. And you just want to be, you're not going to heal from those. Now, if somebody has a 10 score and somebody has a high need for comfort. Well, they're just looking for it. They're like, hey, hear my story. I want you to hear my story. I want you to hear my story. Here's what happened to me today. And not because it's attention and not because it's anything else, but literally they huh. want you to feel their pain. So for them, that's just like drinking water. It's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Enter my world. Join me in this. Yeah. But unlike all the other emotional needs with comfort, that's still the only way you heal and you have to have it. This is the analogy, not the energy. Right. Right. Of the latex Band-Aid makes sense.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. Of course, my brain went to, well, why don't you just put some gauze on it? But you're also allergic to gauze in this story. Right. That's That's, that's, that's that's why I didn't say it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Sorry. Yes. Why can't you just be a jerk about the analogy? (laughs) Oh, apparently you can be. (laughs) No. I (laughs) I thought it was a great analogy. But wait. But that's what happens if you have a high need for comfort. You're like, well, I'll just do this. Right. I'll just go get some gauze. Right. Uh, I'll use super glue. Uh, I'll use anything else rather than letting you in and trusting you enough with my hurts. You're like, that's the last thing I want to do. Let me tell you, Rachel, not real high on comfort. So she doesn't want it. She yeah. do not want it. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. But then what happens is. Bottles it up. Well, right. With, you know, some people, the ca- they get real angry. angry. Mm. Some people wake up at three in the morning and start spiraling.
1: Right. Anxiety.
2: Because they didn't get it out and talk to somebody about it, who then can join them. And that's the point. Too often people think. I guess this is twofold. We're looking at what is comfort, but we could slip into what do you do with hurts? Yeah. Um, because comfort is what we talk about. Romans 12, 15, rejoicing with those who rejoice. That's not really comfort. That's celebration. Mourning with those. The way I teach the need um, and the simplest way to look at it is, uh, and you guys have heard the story, and, and if you're a listener to this podcast, you've heard the story, so I'll tell it again. Uh, when I, we were being taught how to do this, you know, the guy in Texas said, Jay, share a painful story. And I shared a story that I had shared a billion times before my girlfriend in college had said to me, you know, it's okay to cry. And I was like, great. I don't care. It does not going to help. I can cry all I want because she was just watching me
0: mm.
2: when I, and I won't, and I'll tell the abbreviated story. But as I told that story and Rachel with some godly inspiration comforted me. And said, I can't imagine how scary that must have been. And I'm so sad you were alone. And I just started to sob. And then she teared up, except she was afraid that she had made me feel bad. Mm -hmm. But now the whole point of the story is this. I can't tell you the story of the day that my dad left our family and I found out he had a midlife crisis or was in the middle of a midlife crisis. I can't tell that story without also being in Texas at the Center for Relational Care and Rachel crying with me in that moment. So now that hurt has comfort literally attached to it. Mm -hmm. So I don't get that pit in my stomach gross feeling that you think of when you think of a hurt. If I, you know, for anybody listening or you guys in the room, you know, share a painful hurt, you get that knot in your stomach. Mm -hmm. Well, when someone has shared that experience with you later on, not just in the moment, you then remember those tears. I remember sharing a story about Trey in the ICU and the day that his surgery failed. And I shared the story with a guy who's my financial advisor, Rob McKinney, who had been down to the center for relational care and got some training. And I was just starting to talk about it before I even got it out. I looked at him and he's tearing. I still remember to this day, Mm. those tears coming down his eyes. And I was like, he gets it. It's good. So that's literally what comfort is. It's scary. People don't, I mean, it's so like, you know, you're like right now, your eyes are like, Oh, that is so beautiful. And yet, you're like, I don't want a bit of that coming. By <laughs> right.
1: Well, I think, yeah, I think for me, I'm both bad at receiving comfort and probably bad at giving comfort, although I, I make an effort and I try. But when we talk about, you know, you're your, I think your most used answer or example is, you know, shed a tear with somebody knowing looks, man, I can't do that. I, and and I don't, don't have to t- tear per se. And it's the worst thing in the world is if somebody's telling a story and you're like,
2: Ugh. i mean, be trying.
0: I mean, sorry,
2: <laughs> that's no good.
1: But it's more than that for me. Like I, I don't know if you remember this. It's been a, probably a couple of years since we've talked about it. But there have been times where I have felt like, man, am I a robot? Like mm. I have a hard time feeling other people's mm-hmm. emotions, like the empathy. I guess. Like I have a hard time really connecting empathetically to them. And so I feel like, how do I comfort this? if I can't really join them. Right. Well, you, and I would say it's cause you're a, you
2: haven't experienced it a lot. The receiving it both because nobody's really good at it and you don't want it. <laughs> so you haven't experienced it. Right. Um, that would be number one. And I think also um, you are a very cerebral person. And so you're in your own head. Mm hmm. And so, therefore, you're observing, observing, observing. You're not feeling, feeling, feeling. And so, that's your opportunity to grow in that in that skill set, right. is to stop analyzing and overlooking it, and and do the the quieter, slower things. Of boy, how do I how do I feel for them right now? Here's a trick that I love to give to anybody who does comfort, especially if they're sharing a, a hurt. Especially, actually, uniquely, if somebody's sharing a, a, a hurt from childhood. The simplest thing is to put their adult face on a little kid's body because mm. it helps you identify with their four year old self or their second grade self that didn't get picked for kickball or everybody made fun of them on the bus, you know, and, and a guy just shared with me the other day in a pre-marriage teaching that his friends turned on him on the school bus and everybody on the bus started making fun of him. Mm. And so every day, and he was in fourth grade every day, he got on the bus and they started making fun of him
1: <sighs> and you got to take that
2: bus. But now I take that kid's face, that adult's face, 35-year-old guy, and put it on this poor little kid, and your heart just absolutely breaks for him. Yeah. So back to you, you know, it's it's a function of doing it more often and getting out of your head and stop analyzing.
1: Yeah, I like that. Like, I need to build on that different skill set. You need to practice it, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And we would make a joke when we learned how to do this, because the guy that trained us, a big old Texas guy, and it was in our second training, but and he was so good at it, and his... I just talked about this on church on Sunday. He got, he would get caught into his little catchphrases of comfort and he would say, you know, breaks my heart, <laughs> breaks my heart. So you go through this. And, and so like I stub or Rachel like banged her toe on the coffee table and I was like, Rachel
0: breaks my heart
2: <laughs> and she points at me with her pointing finger. And she's like, don't you mock the process? <laughs> <laughs> um But also the things that are good too. You know again, we're Christians doing a podcast, not a Christian podcast, blah 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 blah, But it's amazing when you just say jesus how do you how do you feel for that person right now?" Mm. If you say that little prayer and then just shut your mouth in your mind and listen for that still quiet voice, and you'll be like you'll be like sadness, and you're like, "I'm so sad, like thank you, yeah, um when I learned how to do this, not right after I learned how to do this, I was super excited, and we came back and I shared with a local pastor who sort of mentored me. And I said, you know, comfort this and comfort that. And I'm so comfortable. Comfort. He's like, Yeah, that's really interesting. Because I found you to be terribly hard to comfort. And I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm different now. <clears throat> so, so I read him my letter, my therapeutic letter. And before I read it, he put his feet up on his desk. And so I'm staring at the soles of his feet. And this is the fifth person I've read my therapeutic letter to, which, if you want to look it up, we've done a podcast on it. And I've poured my heart out. And this is the first time I read it all the way through without crying. And when I get done, he goes, yeah. So what's that do for you? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, you suck at comfort. <laughs> like, you're the worst.
0: Oh, and I was boy. like,
2: okay, this is good. I'm leaving.
0: Oh, and it's also kind of good because like, you, you had like another run at it. And you're like, I'm pretty much good with this and healed. I have know? healed. No right? more
2: tears. And he didn't join me and the tears I didn't shed. So we are good to
0: go. Cause that'd be a second letter. That's not just bad comfort. That's oh, yeah. like that's rude. disrespect of, it, yeah, was of yeah. it was a lot of mistakes. It was
2: a lot. I felt real bad for him. feet up on the desk. Oh yeah, leaning back, hands behind his head. Douche. What's that do for it? <laughs> a good guy. Here's the worst part. Good guy, meant well, <laughs> meant well, did not do well, did not do well. Uh, so that's comfort. I think we've wrapped that up. I was going to transition out since I said do well, do well, do better, but I want to make sure we've covered all the bases on it.
0: Yeah, I think it was
2: something that. Because we can go into, we've done it, how to comfort, tips to comfort, you know. But again, it's the only thing that heals hurts. Everything else deals with hurts. And, right. there, the, and there are scientific studies, brain scans. Look it up. Emotionally shared ex- or shared experience therapy or emotionally focused therapy. That's what we're talking about with comfort.
0: I definitely have a better understanding after you talked about how it's, it's almost like you're – and correct me if I'm wrong. Because I want to make sure that I got this right. Like, it's almost like your score of how much you need something else that's on the list. So, and what I mean by that, like, if you have a high need for comfort and a high need for, let's do belonging, because we just did belonging, you're going to need a lot more... You're going to need more belonging than a person that scored less comfort, but the same score on belonging. Does that make sense?
1: No. <laughs>
0: <You> <laughs> Does that make me. sense? I think I,
1: what you're... Go ahead, Chris. Okay, well, my guess... You're, I, your I think need what you're saying, for
0: belonging depends on how much your, I would think it was your the level other way. of comfort is.
1: I thought it was... Okay, this, see? This is why we need to keep talking right. about it. But... If you have a high need for comfort and a high need for belonging, I would think that if your need for belonging is taken from you or you have a hurt related to belonging, you would need more comfort for that than other things.
0: If you were hurt in the belonging category.
1: What you're saying is
2: you believe, here's what I'm going to say, you believe that the need for comfort is almost a multiplier. So, therefore, if you have a high right. need for comfort, you probably have, if you have a need for something, you also probably have a high need for that because you have a propensity for being.
0: I'm hurt. trying to think of, let's let's see, let's pick something other than belonging. Uh, and if you have, hold security. on, security. Security, that's a good one. Because um, there's definitely different levels of security. So, on a scale of all my uh, doors are unlocked at night, which they aren't, by the way um to i have a missile, missile silo for protection in my <laughs> chimney right level of security so let's say your level let's say um and i might be actually talking myself out of this right now um but let's say um i score I, cuz i'm trying i'm trying to figure this out <laughs> let's say Let, let's let's say let's <laughs> Take my first part out. Take Wait, my first part but out. But
2: tell me how has your experience been with English as a second language? <laughs> like, how, you say,
0: uh, how, you, <laughs> how you say... How you say... How you say... How you say... No, let's just use scale 1 to 10 on security. All right? And let's say... We're talking about me and Chris. Let's say my level of security is an 8.
1: So you need lots of security.
0: And right. Chris's level of security is... 1. 2. Okay? 1. Sure. And my comfort level is
1: 2 low need for comfort right. is what you're saying and okay.
0: your comfort level is 10 will my my point is like do i need like if i if my sense of security has been heightened do i only need that that sense of security comforted a little bit whereas if chris's sense of security even though it's low if it's like impacted by something, but he has a high need of comfort, will he need more comfort in security? Does that make sense? Do tell. <laughs> no, it does not make sense. I just when you crisscrossed
2: is when you completely lost me. So I think it doesn't need
1: to be one standard. Long story short, it doesn't work that way.
0: I don't think so. Okay, here's you said it with multiplier. Like it's not a multiplier. Right. Okay, let's let's even it out. Right. So, like, let's say no. I'm saying there's a positive
2: correlation that if you have a high need for comfort, you have high needs in areas you, that you where you have needs. The numbers are high. Mm, okay. I'm saying it's a positive correlation more than it's a multiplier.
1: So, if my to take that, so if I have a low ish need for comfort, which I I feel that I do, right? Then it is likely or at least very possible that. My higher needs on in the relational needs questionnaire might not have that high in numbers as somebody who needs more comfort.
2: That's what I'm saying is what you guys were theorizing. Uh, uh, I'm not okay. saying that to be true. Oh. I'm saying that's what you guys were theorizing. We right, are thoroughly I was saying, confusing like, everybody so me, out there. Let right me now. go
0: back. So my my example should have been: Let's say Chris and I are even with sense of security. We score five. Right. Right. If his comfort level is. Two and mine is 10. Our sense of security is the same, but if our sense of security is, you know, taken out from us, I would need more comfort because my comfort Ah, level is higher. So here's the
2: question. Are you more, do you
0: have a greater need for it or are you more amenable to it? Right. Right. Because you, because at the beginning you said it's a level of somebody being harder to comfort. Right. Right. However, it's necessary. Right. So the question is,
2: are they easier to comfort or do they need more comfort mm. is your point? Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all that to this. Right. Um, but the essential and the takeaway is you need it no matter what. Right. And if you have a low need for comfort, it may not take much. Right. That can be it too. It's like, all right. Hey, thanks. Appreciate that. I, I really felt that, you know. Um, but it's also, you're also not really excited about it, okay. but you still need it. Unlike other needs. Right.
0: And I know I, there is a lot of people that I know in my, in my life that whether it's like going to see counseling or going to get some kind of comfort or some kind of answer like, they're, Oh no, that's not for me. That's for, that's for them. That's no, they, they should, they should go and they should, you know, absolutely. They should get that taken care of and, and seek out the help. But that's not for me. Like and like, I feel like those people are kind of the people that get really uncomfortable with being comforted. Well, because they're not used to it. And you've been hurt by a lot of people, yeah. Who who have? How many
2: people have experienced true and good comfort? Not many. Where people just join them in their emotions, right. and Not try to fix them, or ignore them, or tell their own stories, right? So why would you want that? Yeah. Except you really need that. Yeah. Because I think whether you're okay at comfort or you're bad at comfort, no matter what, I think you can. Do better. You can definitely do better. I think we do better sometimes in describing emotional needs.
0: <laughs> I certainly do. I have a do better.
2: Let's do it. Because I think others, is yours to do better or can't do better?
0: Chris has a can't do better. Truth. And you have nothing? Uh, I had something earlier. I need to look it back up.
2: You'll have nothing in like it. Alaska bear, excuse me, dateline. Bing. Alaska. Alaska bear falls through skylight. Oh, he was climbing. Into party. Eats all the cupcakes. (laughs) I thought you were Uh, gonna say people. Eats all the people. (laughs) That's the story. It was like one meter. Canadian, uh, Canadians. I just said (laughs) those Canadians in Alaska.
1: Those Alaskans are mad. All of our Alaskan listeners are now pretty upset, Jay. Yeah, but why are they talking about meters?
2: Do better. Uh, You're still, you're still in English.
1: I wonder if this story originates from uh, from Canada like not a i mean you know what i'm Uh, saying the writer it is
2: the cbc canadian broadcasting company Ah, there you go it was like one meter away from me said juno homeowner about the juvenile black bear There's a picture i don't know if it's that picture a young bear fell through an alaska couple skylight while they were preparing to celebrate their child's birthday sending the humans scurrying out of the room while he feasted on cupcakes a wildlife management co-coordinator Excuse me, coordinator. Said on a Wednesday that the bear fell through the skylight of the couple's home in Juneau is believed to have been a juvenile male weighing about 82 kilograms, which, if you translate that, is to he- kind of
1: heavy. <laughs> Not we have huge our, though, our right? Our intern's looking it up. Yeah, yeah. Please, uh, please convert that for us, Americans. There probably
2: isn't a neighborhood with you, or a place where we have homes where the potential isn't there for you to run into a bear or observe a bear," said Ryan Scott of the Alaska Department of Fish and Game. 82 kilograms.
1: 180
2: pounds. 180 pounds. That's not a big bear. Not a big bear, which is why this is a do better. (laughs) If you live where you're probably going to have bears around you, bears, beets, sun, whatever it was, skylight, you should have a better skylight.
1: Right. You need... (laughs) In Alaska, you should probably have apparently bear-proof skylights. I find that,
0: yeah, that that seems like it should be true. uh, The
2: homeowners, Alicia Bishop and Glenn Merrill, uh told the Juno Empire that the bear landed in their living room. I was literally in the room, and I heard this cracking. And the next thing you know, there's this bear that, I mean, literally. (laughs) She's big on literally. Fell right from the skylight. It was one meter away from me. Uh, The... They fled into an adjourning room, closed the door behind them. The bear left after they continued to scream and yell and open doors for it. However, the police had to kill the juvenile male because it posed a threat to human life, even though it left their, their property.
1: Interesting. They killed the bear. That is sad. No. Yeah. I better. mean, got no Zeus? Just wanted some cupcakes. I just wanted,
0: got some cupcakes. I feel like it's a can not do better for the bear until they kill him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Should have gone further away. <laughs> yeah. Right. Can't-do-better-from-the-bear's-perspective. <laughs> Up until yeah. they killed him. That's, That's rough. That there. is rough. Eric, you got something? Nah. All right. I'm going to go. This is a can't-do-better-dateline-Texas. This fifth grader is racing to get 100,000 meals to people in need before it's 100, Thanksgiving. 100,000. 100,000. I thought 000. it was 10,000. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. All right. You'll like the, the opening of this article. There's no arguing that the coronavirus pandemic has left the world reeling, but it's also taught us some invaluable lessons about the nature of perseverance, the courage of conviction, and the gift of compassion. Now more than ever, people young and old are being inspired to make a positive difference in their communities, and few are more dedicated to giving back than North Texas fifth grader, Orion Jean. America. Right? And a fifth grader. Now, as a teacher of fifth graders, they're not always...
2: Community-minded?
1: <laughs> right.
2: Or... Maybe that's why it's 100,000. He was like, I'm gonna provide a hundred thousand.
1: <laughs> Jimmy, do you know how many a hundred thousand is? I do, but I think he's got I, I think he's getting there. So this small but mighty public champion is on a mission. His goal donating one hundred thousand meals to those in need by Thanksgiving. He stated to CNN, I'm asking everyone to join me in a race to kindness. This has been a rough year for everybody, and now it's more important than ever to show support and love to anyone who needs it. So uh, from, he has, there's collection stations from Tulsa, Oklahoma to Dallas, Texas. And, um, you can donate a packed meal containing a bottle of water, piece of fruit, a tuna pouch or applesauce cup, a granola bar, and of course a positive message. And the picture in the article has those items and then a big colorful uh, message that says you got this. And a bear sandwich. <laughs> Apparently we have some bear meat to go around. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. So good job, kid.
0: Can't do better than that. Can't do better than that.
1: Well, is that the end of our podcast? That guys? is the
0: end of our podcast. Thank you for taking us out on a, <laughs> on a high note.
1: Absolutely. This
0: was episode 89, all about comfort. Please visit us at lunchtimeandroom.com. Follow us on social media. Give us a five-star review and don't forget to take that relational needs questionnaire. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll send you an email To give you a little bit more information about it, if you take it. Um, And with that being said, we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. What? (laughs) And, like, you know, she's been hearing no, you know, a lot. Oh, there's so many jokes. I know, you know. (laughs) I know. A small
1: rack. A small rack. Big heads. Right right lovey lovey
2: don't you mock the
1: process (laughs) (laughs) douche you cannot feed me lies (laughs) (laughs) i know all (laughs) (laughs) how you say how you say how you say um